Hey, home buggies, what's happening? It's your girl, the Toad Lady here, Rachel Presser, that is. And yeah, so I'm here today to talk about buying a home outside of the U.S. So yeah, NerdWell, it says that 36% of Americans are actually, you know, still looking to buy a home, you know, despite all those dismal reports about how, you know, millennials aren't buying houses, just like how we're not, you know, we're not buying diamonds, we're not going to the golf course, we're not doing all this other, all this other bullshit. But buying a home is still, you know, like the it's it's the bedrock of the American dream, um, or so we've been told. Uh, I actually delved into it quite a while ago about how it may or may not be worth it, you know, to actually buy a place. This is sort of this is a concept that makes some people's heads explode when you actually you know talk about this, because yeah, it's not always even worth it to buy a place depending on your lifestyle if you want to travel move a lot if you know if you're just not really interested in all the upkeep that comes with you know buying an actual house and then buying an apartment can be well a, a whole other hand job as you've probably read about my trials and tribulations with uh, New York City's <laughs> infamously anal co-op boards and uh you know condos here are pretty rare and then when they do come up on the market they're pretty damn prohibitively expensive i was very lucky i got into mine when i did but if you weren't so lucky you're probably going to be looking outside you know the u.s if you don't want to give up a lot of the convenience that you get you know yeah in places like new york la and so on and you don't want to be sacrificing like 80 percent of your paycheck to basically you know live in a ship hole without um a functioning bathroom um as this uh, image that just went viral on twitter um you know that's been going around about this basic closet just like a closet closet with like a hotel mini fridge um shared bathroom um like there's no place to even like stand in this room and that that dump is um asking 1400 bucks a a month downtown that is beyond batshit crazy so uh yeah throw throw in the whole dumpster fire that yeah we've been dealing with here um you know people want to do things like you know go shopping you know without the risk of getting shot (laughs) they want to do things like you know leave the car, you know, not even need a car, much less, you know, leave it behind. Um, when they want to go to work, they want to do anything. And uh, basically just, you know, have more to life than just working, uh, coming home, and then, you know, trying not to want to die uh, before you go back to work and, you know, pay, yeah, like so much of your income to housing a bunch of greedy-ass HMOs and, you know, and what, what are you even getting out of it? So people are looking outside the U.S., so I'm not surprised in the least. And, yeah, more people have been wanting to, you know, become expats, or as the trendy term for it now is, oh, digital nomad. If you've, yeah, if you've got an independent location, um, I'm, I'm sorry, location-independent career, um, such as the type that I built, uh, you know, a lot of writers, game developers, um, yeah, even business consultants and attorneys, you know, are becoming digital nomads as well where you don't really have a set place where you live but if you would like to pursue that option and you, you know you've hey you've got some money y- yeah you, there's there's places that you may want to look um so i highlighted spain and portugal because they become pretty popular destinations for both americans um as well as well as the british um you know and some other people looking to move to a warmer climb and you know not be paying out the ass for it um 
if you've got enough money, um, you know, pretty much to buy a house uh, stateside, like, if, I, I forget what the figures off the top of my head. It was somewhere around $300,000. If you're basically going to be buying a home for that much, then you can get in with the Golden Visa program um, in both Spain and Portugal. And the cost of living in these countries is just dramatically less than is in the States. Um, yeah, and like the visa requirements are not as strict as they are in other countries. And yeah, if you if you want to go buy a property here, if you've got the funds to do it, yeah, they'll they'll just let you right in. Your family can come with you too. They're yeah, pretty warm and happy places to live. But once again, it, it's more of a pre- it's a better choice if you've got the type of career that yeah that you can take with you anywhere. Um, yeah, like yeah, internet. I'm not sure how the internet infrastructure is in Spain and Portugal, but my understanding is that yeah, mo- most of Europe pretty much has their shit together when it comes to um, you know tell you know when it comes to telecom, um, unlike the horribly expensive uh, trash fire that we deal with here in the states. So yeah, it's a good choice if you've yeah if you've got like the type of independent location independent career that you can easily take with you. Um, yeah, because the job markets in these places are not as hot as, yeah, as they are in some parts of America. And, but if you want to, you know, stay in the North American continent, Mexico is actually not that bad of a place to look. Um, it's actually, it's actually like the most popular destination, you know, for expat home buyers because there's something like just like a little under a million American citizens actually living there. And if things you know, are kind of like on the, you know not really on the up and up with your paperwork in Mexico, they don't really care. They don't you know dehumanize you and throw you in a fucking concentration camp like they do here. It's not like that. Like Mexico doesn't really care about you know if your papers are in order. Um, no, I mean they've got their share of problems like drugs and crime. But looks we have that in the Bronx too, and you know. The, Whatever, like no one really makes a big fucking thing of it. Um, yeah, in Mexico, they don't, yeah, they're pretty lax about the whole, uh, yeah, paperwork thing. They don't really care. And the average home price is only about $56,000. You could pay even less than that if you want to stray from the major urban centers, you know, like Mexico City and Monterey. Um, yeah, so it's actually yeah become um, a shockingly popular destination, you know, for younger broker home buyers who just don't can't make it happen uh, up here. And so then uh, yeah, then weeb's around the world rejoiced um, when they heard about um, the Akia. Pro- I believe I'm pronouncing correctly. I may not be <laughs> um, the Akia program in Japan, where you can basically buy a complete trash heap of a house, like for pennies on the dollar, or even get one for free. But the whole idea is that it, you know, it's local government incentives, you know, to yeah, get people, um, you know, in these homes, get them occupied, get them to bring, you know, jobs or commerce, you know, to the area. It's not just like this act, you know, of charity, like oh hey, come get a free house if you just buy this piece of garbage and go fix it up. And as you're, you may, as you're probably aware too, you know, Japan is notoriously difficult to get into. I mean, Lucas Pope made a whole game about it papers please yeah it's it's like it was set in some iron of some faceless iron curtain country you know in the 80s but yeah no but he actually said in his you know post-mortems and commentary that it was based on his 
uh, you know, you know, his hellish experience getting immigration paperwork in Japan processed. Um, yeah, the country is notoriously, you know, closed off you know, to immigrants. You can get in, you can try. It's very difficult, and buying property there does not give you the right, you know, to become a citizen. Um, but people still try it. Um, a lot, you know, there's a lot of people who just, you know, come in through through work visas, be, um, teaching English, being one of the most popular options, you know, for a lot of otakus who want to live the dream of, you know, living, you know, in or near Tokyo. But even then, you're probably not going to be living in or near Tokyo if you're going to go the Akia program. Uh, no, a lot, of the, a lot of those places are in very distressed rural areas that don't have enough people, hence using the program. Um, but curiously, when I went on YouTube, um, there's this whole genre I discovered of getting to see, you know, apartments in Tokyo, Osaka, other really, you know, other cities that people really want, you know, want to check out or live in. And it's pretty amazing that there's actually like whole buildings dedicated to like these studio efficiency apartments for single people to live alone. And so I get that if you're if you're from certain parts of America, you're going to be aghast in horror at how tiny some of these apartments are. Like there was like one I one I saw that was like barely I think even under 400 square feet, and yeah, that they're going for like 800 900 dollars a month. But using my New York frame of reference, like all I could think was. Holy shit, I can't remember the last time. Like I yeah, I saw an apartment um a whole apartment, yeah, go for nine hundred bucks a month. I mean, I was paying eight oh five when I left my studio uh in the northwest Bronx um almost five years ago. And that was only because I had rent stabilization. I think that shit hold commands like twelve fifty a month and hey, like the heat took at work, there were there were roaches, there were mice, it was in disgusting you know, condition and yeah that's what happens with a lot of these you know shitty old buildings in the city <laughs> and yeah but that yeah but, yeah but it's very uh you know tight here it is notoriously tight people will pay disgusting amounts of money to get these apartments whether you're gonna rent them or whether you're gonna buy them and yeah so when i was just you know, looking up you know property prices in japan i was pretty amazed at how how low rent is in comparison to buying something. Whereas, yeah, in, in New York, New Jersey, um, you know, a lot of places uh, closer to these major job centers and, and so forth. Yeah, they, yeah, like the rent is so high and then so is comparatively buying the place. But in either case, so yeah, a lot of people are just still looking to buy outside of the States because it's become impossible for so many to buy here. And yeah, just you know, they want to give you know life in another country a chance. Cause hey, life is short. Um, hey, I've lived here pretty much all my life, and I would love to, I love to give another state, another country a try. Um, for now, I'm pretty happy just having my little home base in the Bronx, and you know, just taking advantage of the visas. Like, like I'm, I'll be I'll be staying in Japan again in 2020, and that's gonna be awesome. And I like getting, yeah, now I'm going to get the snowbird in, in California um, in the winters in. That'd be cool. Maybe do Portugal at uh, some point down the line. Yeah, but if you're yeah looking just you know, to go for the long haul, it doesn't hurt you know to look outside of America. I mean, 
I really can't blame you, you know, with how much uh, fucking health insurance alone costs and, how, you know, how you got to literally basically give up your whole firstborn, uh, yeah, uh, in order to pay for rent and, you know, health insurance alone. Screw it, yeah, yeah. Go to Japan, try to live that fucking we- weeb dream, yo. Just give it a try or why not go to sunny Spain or, or Portugal? Um, hey, or like, don't snub Mexico. Give that a try. And yeah, why don't you check out the rest of the yeah the, the piece that uh, we have up on Homestragus for your, some more suggestions. And yeah, be sure to check out uh, some of the other fine work we've got on the site. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Homestragus, and I'll catch you again next time.